Welcome to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast, where facts, logic, and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation. And in this episode, we're going to talk about keys to a successful marriage. Is being self-aware before marriage a good idea? Effective communication strategies? Having your financial house in order? And why is it important to have sacrifice in a marriage? With my special guests, Jessica and Marcus Cotton. So listen to all the way to the end of the podcast where we have some very exciting news for you. So listen all the way to the end. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we delve deep into this issue. Welcome back to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. And as we did say in the intro, we're going to be talking about keys to a successful marriage. This episode was one that I had, I had wanted to record a long time ago and it was scripted a long time ago but we were having some difficulty finding the right married couple well luckily for me Marcus who has been on the show three times has agreed to come on and he's also brought on his wife Jessica so please give it up for Marcus and Jessica Cotton thank you so much for having us brother <laughs> I I want to say thank you for both of y'all coming on and uh, talking about this topic This was like I said it was scripted a long time ago But I just never could find the right couple Or there was always some type of a mix up So now that I got you two here I figure this might be a good opportunity For us to release it and get it going So what we're going to do just to let the audience know we're gonna, I'm going to ask Marcus and Jessica Some questions about their marriage specifically And then we're going to go over some eight key elements To make sure that your marriage is successful And I'm going to ask them their opinions On some of the statements that I will read to them and we will we'll wrap it up like that, and we'll just see how this all comes out. So my first question is, I'm, either one of you can answer, is, first of all, how did you two meet, and how long have you been married? So we met in the military. Um, it was AIT, and oh. it was our first formation. He stood next to me, and we're supposed to look straight forward. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of noticed this person kind of looking my way. Okay. We sparked up a conversation, and we just never stopped talking. Wow. We've been married for 14 years now. Going on 14 Going years. Going on 14 yeah, years. February the 12th. Yeah. So, Marcus, why weren't you looking straight ahead like you were supposed to be looking straight ahead? <laughs> I've seen a beautiful thing over there, bro. I've seen a beautiful woman. And... Um, Thought I'd just seen a beautiful woman, but it was actually a beautiful wife. Yes. And so uh, the Bible is true. When a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And so, yeah, I was looking, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking. Yes, sir. Now, that's funny you say, how long, I guess the next question would be, how long did y'all, before you actually got married from, I guess, that point to when you actually got married? So uh, that's a unique story. So we met in... October, and we just talked as friends, and we went to uh, church together. Um, yeah, and church buddy. Yeah, we was just church buddies. We, we were the only two soldiers that was going to church uh, on Sundays, and so we got to know each other uh, through those conversations, walking to the chapel. Uh, we start dating uh, December the 26th. I believe I came to see 29th. you. 29th, okay. So, <laughs> Women uh, got to get the dates <laughs> they right. Got, they they got always it, get the it's dates all right. good. It's all good. And uh, so we started dating December the 29th, and we got married February the 12th of that 
next year. So less than two months. Wow. That is unbelievable. <laughs> that is awesome. But you saw in formation before that. Yes. Okay. Yes. So my next question is going to be for you specifically. And okay. I, Jessica, you could chime in afterward back. How did you know she was the one in that short period of time? So I knew, I knew, my, I knew my wife was the one when I, uh, we was on the phone. Uh, we was, uh, it's called Exodus Leave. Uh-huh. When we uh, are uh, home for Christmas and, you know, you don't have to go to formation and things like anything like that. I, my wife was in Mississippi. I was in Alabama. We were about five or five hours apart. And uh, we were talking over the phone. This is our first time being apart uh, outside of AIT. And I just drove to Mississippi in the middle of the night. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so and, yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so I was just, uh, I missed her. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, like I missed her. I, I really had a, uh, my, my heart was just four. And so uh-huh. when we got back, you know, to AIT uh, at Fort Gordon, um, we got orders. Uh-huh. And she was going to Mississippi. I'm sorry. She was going to Texas. And uh, I was going to Colorado. And so wow. we were going to be separate uh, permanently, really, for yes. a while. And uh, so... Asked her to marry me, but I knew, I knew at that moment, just me going to Mississippi in 2008 with no GPS, just a map. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I was a okay. piece of delivery guy, so I knew how to read a map. Yes. Um, but I only had a map for Alabama, not uh, Mississippi. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you when know. I got to Mississippi, I had to buy another map. Okay. <laughs> just to add to that, he was supposed to be coming like a day and a half later. Uh huh. And he just called me and was like, I'm on the way. I'm on the way. He just said, hey, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm on I, the way. I got you. Jessica, how did you know he was the one? So I I was in a, a season of I don't need a man. Got you. When I met him. And so just noticing him looking at me was like, uh-uh, eyes forward. <laughs> yep. um, I heard from other people like, you know, that cotton boy like you. <laughs> and I, I, I just wasn't so sure about even having a relationship. So that's probably why it took a little bit longer for us to even be a couple. When sure. he drove to Mississippi, we weren't even a couple officially. Okay, okay. He, okay. Just, he just did it. He, he, he had it in his heart. Um, uh-huh. and, and, of course, I liked him. He was, uh-huh. he was a little bit of a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, aren't we all, bro? <laughs> But I just didn't know. Um, I was I was really in the season of like I, I don't I don't know if I should even try doing a romantic relationship. But I had told God if you want me to have a man, you'll send him and he'll be yours first. Mm. To this very day, in my phone, his name is not hubby. It is God's man first. Mm, that's true. And he showed me just over and over. I tried to find everything I could wrong with him. Yes. I, I mean, I, I, I tested. And you, you. Yeah, yeah, I have a screening <laughs> process. We are fully aware of your that's screening true. process. That's true. And, and so I really feel like God just really was like, this is it. This is the one. This is. That's how you, you know. Is, you know, it's funny when you say that. When you say, I don't need no man. I don't want anyone. That's kind of when God shows up and gives you what you what you're looking for, but he, you know, but you're saying no, I don't, I don't want to be bothered or nothing like that. That's just how it works, you know. So mm-hmm. that's so true. That's interesting. Like I was saying earlier, we we're going to talk about some of these eight essentials of a healthy marriage, and I'm going to first just 
go to over the first one with you two, and I just want to get your opinions on it, and y'all tell me what you think. Cool. It's called Love and Commitment as the first one, and it just simply says here, at its core, love is a decision to be committed to another person, not just a feeling. Absolutely. The okay. decision, that decision can last a lifetime, even when times are tough. Mm-hmm. Now, before y'all answer this question, I think this is where we're getting marriage wrong because everyone is basing it upon how they feel. That's right. And I really believe it's literally a decision to commit to someone and give up something and that sacrifice. What do you think, Marcus? I, I believe that it, and that is exactly uh, what people need to realize about marriage is that you have to give effort. And loving someone is giving that effort, right? Love uh, it's not a feeling word, it's an action word, mm. right? So this is an action word. Love is patient. That's an action. Love is kind, right? Love is gentle, right? Love does not keep a record of wrong. So that's, that's an action, and you have to give that effort uh, in marriage. You know, if you, if you want to uh, be successful in marriage and love one another. Yeah. Sure. Jessica, what do you think? Yeah, so you said love and commitment, and... It is a commitment. Yeah, it is. You know, we have this uh, romanticized feeling, thought process whenever we hear the word love. And I really think it's coming from the marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When I grew up, I I got dolls. I don't even like dolls. I never liked dolls. Mm. But I learned how to take care of a baby, and I learned... You know, from the the Disney movies, you know, Princess Lost, she needs a prince. You know, and and, and everybody wanted that fairy tale type of love story. And it's like, whenever I actually come into a real loving relationship, I realize that the man that shows me love that I that I've trusted that got sent to me has shown it through the actions that he does towards me. It's in how he communicates with me. It's in how he thinks about me. It's, it's not about all the feelings and fluff up. Because sometimes he don't feel yeah. good about me. Yes, but that's, now here's the thing. <laughs> right. Now it's funny you say that because there's instances in a marriage where one person is going to be doing more than the other person. Mm-hmm. And that could last for a couple of years, mm-hmm. two, three years. But you have to look at it as a long-term relationship. So mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's going to be like that forever. And there's going to be times where it's, the roles are going to be reversed. Mm-hmm. You know, so I always tell people, if you're not willing to have that commitment there, marriage may not be for you in the sense of you thinking that you can't sit there and say, okay, I'm not happy, so I want a divorce. That doesn't work that way, and that's just not a reason to get divorced. But as you can see, there's some people who do say things like that. So I always tell people, you got to have, you got to, if you agree to marry that person, you got to know exactly what you're marrying. So just be aware right. of that. Right. That's so true. Yeah. So true. We're going to ask you another question here, and I'm just, it's just, both of y'all can answer it. Just, what is the best part of being married? So I'll take that one. So with for me, right, and we talking about marriage now, uh-huh. right? We're talking about marriage. So uh, Genesis two tells us a man leaves his mother and father, right, and cleaves to his own wife. Uh, they become one flesh. And so 
for me, it is it is it is all of that. <laughs> it is all of that. So it's the cleaving, mm-hmm. which you see the process of both of us coming together, like over the years, because we we haven't always been here. We be real, um, and understanding, like as a as a man. I'm an extension of my wife. My wife is an extension of me, right? Like we are working together in the Eden that God has given us, mm-hmm. whatever that garden is. And uh, so that's the first part. It's, it's the cleaving. It's, uh-huh. it's the coming together. Like, you know, we're raising our children together. We, we, we see like we're doing well. We're doing good with that. Um, but then it's the... It's the one flesh, right? Oh, yeah. It's the intercourse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna get to it's that. The, <laughs> it's, it's the sex, brother. Yeah. So it's it's uh, you know, and I know as I know some people may be shocked, like, oh my god, you know, yeah. but it it that is serious, like, yes. and so uh, and it gets better over time. How about that, <laughs> right. Right. Jessica? What do you think? I'm gonna have to agree with Mr. Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, the partnership. Is 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 so much because I get to do life with a person who is my best friend. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. and so I have an assigned partner for this whole one flesh thing. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. That's it. So I'm gonna have to agree with him. Well, yes. it's funny you say that all that stuff here because <laughs> the second thing we're gonna talk about pertaining to eight essentials of a healthy marriage: sexual faithfulness. Yes. Okay. It is not just our bodies. It's also our eyes, mind, heart, and soul. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about another person, mm-hmm. you have to sacrifice being faithful with our spouses. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, there's temptations. Y'all were a young couple getting married. Yeah. Military, there's a lot of separation and different mm-hmm. things like that. How did y'all handle all of that? Well, for me... Um, it was putting God first, and it, and it really wasn't putting my wife first. So, it it and we'll discuss this later on, you know, later yeah. on. But God sees me, you know, not, not just my wife see me, like mm-hmm. God see me internally. And so, and I want to be honorable to the Lord, and if I'm honorable to the Lord, I'm honorable to my wife. Mm. And so now, men, we get caught in that situation where we just let our mind run crazy and we giggle like little boys on the inside, like, look what I can look at and look what I can do. But you, but you then, but you, you, you deaden or you put out the desire for your wife Uh over time. Yes. And so that doesn't, and so, you know, that helps if you are. Uh, internally pure, where yes. you're not, you know, watching pornography and you know looking at all these uh, Facebook reels too long and yeah, you know yeah, doing yeah, all yeah, those yeah. things, right? You'll be good to go. I mean, your desire, your fire, you will be on fire for your wife if yes. you can just do things like that, right? So I just I put it on the Lord. I see the Lord see me internally, and boom, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Well, Jessica, what do you think about that? For me. I didn't want to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that's good. That's good. You yeah. know, I, I'm like, I actually have a good man. What? Yes. <laughs> I, I 
mess it up. Yeah. And so where something might seem better or grass greener on the other side, it's like, let's think about it. Let's process. Probably not. I don't want to mess up what I have. That's <laughs> it. You know, That's true. Women, this is for you. Good <laughs> men don't come along that often. So if you ever get one... <laughs> Don't blow it. Don't blow it. <laughs> no, right. I totally agree, though. You're right. You're yeah. right. Next so one true. here I want to talk about is humility. It says, mm-hmm. we are fallible human beings. Admit when you make a mistake. How important is that? Now, I, I'm, before we get to that, I'm going to say, on the woman's side of things, I tell women, if the man is the head of the household and he's leading the household, as a woman, whenever he makes a mistake... Don't be a scorekeeper. <laughs> you know, just, just that it's part of the course. You know, like yeah. it, it's going to happen. Like this, I've made mistakes. You know, we are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. What's his intentions? Right. It's his intentions for the overall betterment of the family. So that's what I'm getting at. Humility. How important is humility for you two? What do you think? My goodness. Mm. <laughs> so when you say that, you're speaking to women about, you know, don't don't keep the score. Don't always call him on every little thing. That is so invaluable because if you don't know, you don't know, and you can't operate in something that you don't know. Oh, yes. I was not taught how to be a good wife. Oh. Nobody, I didn't have a good marriage or a good wife to learn from. Right. To be a good wife, and baby, I was keeping score, yes. and I was telling him about this, and I said, "The Lord said, okay," <laughs> and I, I didn't always understand why he would be offended or why it was yes. bothering him, and I, I think over time we, we've definitely learned both of us how to back off and let the person be a human. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> because we are, we do have. Make mistakes. Yes. And so I love what, what you said about that. Um, and we're still learning. Yes. It, it never, the learning is never going to stop. So you just, because you're going to learn things about each other that you. We're still learning. Yeah, you didn't. Know. Yeah, definitely. Not. Definitely. I totally agree. Uh, being humble as a man is, is critically important because you're leading and you're going to mess up. Like, you're, you're going to make a bad decision. And so being able to turn around in humility and say, man, I really messed that up. I probably should have listened to you on this. Um, it's critical. It's critical for our communication and relationship, in our relationship. Uh, but it's also critical to keep the pride out of the relationship, right? So, you know, as men, we can be very prideful. Um, and... We've really been taught to be that way in the culture. And so now if I'm looking uh, at the scriptures and, and Christ is telling me to love my wife like he loves his church, Christ is not prideful. He's, he's more graceful, right? He's more humble uh, towards the church. And so, um, you know, of course, God is perfect and we're not. And so I can look back and say, you know what? I should have listened to you on that. I should have, uh, you know, did whatever. And, and now that line of communication is not broken. She knows I love her. And that, that oxygen that she needs 
of love is still there. So, uh, yeah, critical. Great, great. Next question I'm going to ask you is, were there difficulties in the early part of your marriage? And if so, how did y'all handle them? Huge difficulties. Because just like Jessica said, um, she wasn't raised uh, in a household um, where she knew how to be a good wife. And I wasn't raised in a household where I knew how to be a good husband. So now, and then putting all that together with religion in church, that was a lot because we are bleeding, but we can't tell nobody, right? <laughs> We're, we literally wearing suits and dresses and all of this stuff. But under all of that, we are bleeding out and you really can't tell nobody. I remember uh, we went to our pastor at the time uh, for advice. You're going to laugh on this. <laughs> and we were having like a real marital issue. Like we could not, get it together. I was frustrated. Jessica was frustrated. I mean, like it was, it, it was, it was boiling over. You know, we were young having all of this responsibility of, you know, taking care of our son at the time, taking care of Jessica's brother, right? Taking care of my brother. So, I mean, we were raising them and we went to him and we said, Hey, these are the problems that we, we are just frustrated with each other. You know, all this, that, and the other. And the advice was, the or the counsel was, hey man, just take all, take your clothes off, and y'all, you know, just have sex and figure it out that way. <laughs> and we're like, Lord, oh, help. what in the world was that? That's not that don't even seem right. Like yeah. I can't even stand her right now. Yeah. Like you know, so so yeah, man, that is. It, it is. That was a very unhelpful counseling session. That sounds very like unhelpful. <laughs> very unhelpful. So you know, I didn't have, I didn't know how to communicate with my wife. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to not show my frustration. I didn't know how to be at peace and control my tone in the conversation. I'm, I was quick to get frustrated yeah. and like lash out. I was quick to like if she, if I felt like I was backed in a corner. You know, you would try to, like, self-sabotage, like, say something really crazy to, like, try to get her away from you, <laughs> right? And I so, didn't know how to hold back my right. If I was right, right about it, like, he should... You, yeah, you should... should if, if this is what happened, <laughs> you should be able to get on board with that. So, yeah. you, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the humility of letting go of my right so that we both can win. Yeah. Oh. Because we're yeah. partners. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and that I think goes back to that whole commitment, um, that love and commitment. If you're committed to loving someone, then you cannot also be committed to just being right by yourself. Yeah. Right. That's so true. You know, so one true. of the things I say and I've said it on the podcast I think multiple times now, I says once when you're getting married to someone, a lot of people don't look at it this way, but I've always looked at it this way. Two people are becoming one. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is once you get married, everything mm -hmm. that you do is affecting the other person. It doesn't even like, it could be something like you could say, hey, I'm going to be working late. Okay, now you're working late. That changes Jessica's life. Right. For the period of time that you're working late. It does. Mm -hmm. Things are going to be changed. So that's why I say every single thing that you do is affected mm -hmm. by you doing something. So you mm -hmm. have to take that into account. And if people really realize that I think more marriages would survive and they would be they would thrive because it is a 
it's a, a you know a difficult thing you know because there's gonna be times when you're gonna upset each other you're gonna there's gonna be things that happen and you just you want to figure out how to fix all this stuff but you just work your way through it and yeah. you know, I think the way I described it is really good. One of the other areas it does talk about is time, and the question I'm gonna ask you after we go over the time part is. You have to spend time together is what it says. Most important quality time alone. Every day, spend some time with your spouse. How important do y'all think that is? Very. <laughs> Coming from the woman's perspective, she's yes. saying very, yes. Why, why do you say that, Jessica? Well, for me in particular, quality time is my whole love language. It is. If you can't make the time for me, then I might assume... That you don't love me. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, it's, at least I'm not going to feel loved because right. you, you're not you're not there. You're not there, and, yeah. and you have time, but did you schedule it for me? Mm-hmm. So, um, whenever it comes to our relationship, there's so much that we have to unpack and sort through and make decisions on. If we don't take the time to just be together and it's just us, then we don't even know each other. Sure. And, sure. And, and so true. As people, we're, we're always growing, developing, changing. If we don't spend time together with just the two of us, I might be on, I might have developed in a way he, he is totally unaware of, and I don't like that thing that you used to do that, uh-huh. you, that, was, that was great back in the day, uh-huh. but you think it's still working. You think my, my love cup is being filled up, but really you're annoying me because exactly. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, like that, that anymore, <laughs> and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. So we get to the time together keeps us fresh uh-huh. and knowledgeable of each other. I can't love him well if I don't know him. That's true. That's oh, good. Good. Very good point. Good. Good. Go ahead, Marcus. You know, uh, so for us, for me, I had to realize that quality time is not just the buildup to intercourse. Right? right. And so it is, it is really settling down, settling yourself, to get to know the other person. Uh, now, of course, I'm the extrovert <laughs> in yes. the marriage, so yes. uh, I, I'm spontaneous. But, but I had to tame that spontaneous part of me uh, in order to say, hey, I got to schedule some time, like me and my wife, right? And not just, uh, you know, they call it clickbait. In the, uh-huh. You know, <laughs> uh, when you are uh, spontaneous, it's like, oh, I want to do this, and I want to do that, and I want to do this. But you're not on the schedule. So now you have to schedule that time. I'll tell you this. So me and my wife, we just went on, went on vacation. Like one of our first like real vacations where we're away uh, uh, with the, without the boys. And, uh, man, I had a great time with my wife. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are, I think everybody needs at least one of those a year. Yeah, I mean, amen. Dude, we went to. I mean, it was just amazing. Like whatever we wanted to go do, we did. Yes, you know, we uh, uh, we went to work out together, eat food together, plan our day. We didn't have a plan. Like it was just great to like get to know Jessica, uh-huh. and so it is. So it is. It is carried over and to our relationship, even here at home. So with those times that we are spending time together, I didn't think about that carryover, right? So like when you get home, that person that 
you got to know during dinner on Friday night or whenever you go, that carries over to when you are at home, back in the battle again. And you're like, okay, I kind of know what she likes. You know, I know how she wants certain things or I care about her so much more because I know her that I'll leave the car. I'll, I'll start the car up for her because I'm thinking about her. You know what I mean? Like, yes. that's a yes. real big deal. Yes. Um, I just want to, we're going near the end here, but I just want to cover two cool. quick things. And one is called, another one is called honesty and trust as one of the eight essential elements. And it just says here that the foundation to a successful marriage is being strong, is love is strong and, and takes time. Would you have, would you give a stranger the keys to your car, basically? And I guess the thing with honesty is more or less like, you know, without honesty, I mean, how, how far can your relationship go if one right. person is constantly not being truthful? Mm-hmm. And trust is also, you know, sort of a, somewhat of a foundation piece. And how important is that for you two in your marriage specifically, uh, honesty and trust? I would say it's right there at the foundation, at the core of it. Yeah. Um, it allows us to develop a relationship. Mm-hmm. Without trust and honesty, then we really don't have anything. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say it like um, I, I learned from Miles Monroe. Think about a trust account, a bank oh. account. Yes. When you, when you have a trust, you put money in there you keep on sewing into it when you pull out of it everything is gone yes we gotta we gotta have a new account yeah and so um i I think about that a lot with any relationship Mm -hmm. if i stop trusting you at any point the relationship is ruined and we gotta start from square one yeah yes yes yes. i would say with with uh, love in a marriage is always strong Love with your children, everything is always strong. That will never go away. Mm-hmm. Trust is fragile. It is mm-hmm. fragile. So when mm-hmm. the trust is gone, mm-hmm. it's like putting a dish back together that fell on the floor and crashed. Yeah, it you is. know, mm-hmm. it's gonna be. You can put it back together and you can technically use it. It's just not gonna be the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Yeah. what are your thoughts on that, Marcus? Yeah. So uh, with trust, when you so we've talked about trust. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do when that trust is lost. How do you how do you throw away that dish and go and purchase another one? Uh, what you have to get radical. I mean, you, so if mm-hmm. you know if you are a person or individual that has you know committed adultery, right, and your wife chooses or your husband chooses to stay with you, you might well throw that relationship that you've had out the door you you need to feel something new like this this needs to be it needs to be more memories created that are good than that horrible event and i think that in order in order to do that again you have to be radical but what are you like willing to do what are you willing are you willing to let her have access to your cell phone like you never had before are you willing to go to a flip phone are you are you willing to communicate with her him or her uh, on all the decisions that you make i think you really have to do that in order to get that trust back because if you don't have the trust just like just like jessica said 
what relationship do you have? Yeah. You got a big problem every day you get home. That's it. You know, you uh, you mess around and text a person that that's a female or a male of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. It'll spark up a it's, conversation. It sparks it up right again. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Because that 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 glass that we're both or that that plate that we've both been eating off of in this relationship, it's broken. It's broken. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, it's broken. That's it. So we have to get a new a new plate. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about out of the eight uh, uh, essential things for a healthy marriage. I didn't cover all eight just because of time. but No worries. Uh, yeah. The last one is just communications. Mini- communication. Many things need to be discussed. Honest commu- communication has an, effective, has an effect on other parts of your marriage. So what are your thoughts on having good, honest communication? So, uh, you know, me and Jessica have been counseling couples probably 12 years or something like that. Ish. Yeah, 12 years. <laughs> so uh, communication is critically, it is really important. It is critical. And I'll tell you why. Because in a marriage, you're at war, right? Like you are fighting not with your wife. You're not fighting like with your wife as in you two are fighting, but you're fighting together. You're fighting to get the kids to the appointments on time. You're, you're fighting to make sure each other get to work on time, right? You're fighting if your wife is in school, you're helping her or she's helping you, you know, get that assignment in by watching the kids. You're, you're, you are at war fighting together. But, but in war, you have this thing called friendly fire, right? Where gotcha. people get killed because they are not communicating effectively. Yes. And so now, if you're not communicating effectively, you don't know. Your wife may be frustrated, and you catch some friendly fire. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And, you're, and then you go off, because you're shooting, because somebody's shooting at you, right? Yes. And so if you are communicating and saying, hey, I don't feel good right now, right? Like, like I had a tough day at work, or... Man, these kids are like really, they really, you know, got me on 10 right now. They're getting on my last nerve. Then that your spouse can say, hey, let me take it over from here. Let me give you a break or something like that. Don't get caught, you know, by friendly fire. So communication helps there. Okay. And then just listening. Um, Yeah. Listening is a huge part of communication that we sometimes miss because we have so much to say. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing wrong with having a lot to say, but recognize that if you're having a conversation then it's two ways yeah but you, we, we need to also listen and hear mm-hmm. what that other person has to say what they're actually feeling pay attention to the, the body language that's yes. happening in the space where we are like he said um we have to communicate so say what needs to be said but also listen for what needs to be heard uh, uh, Jessica, oh, you brought up a very good point because oh, there's yeah. three elements to communication and it's talking, listening, and body language and listening is the most important of the three yes. <laughs> which uh, a lot of times people want to say what they want to say but mm-hmm. they don't want to actually do any listening they want to just get their point out and their point across before right. you know and that's, that's why that's, that's a really important element there it is alright we're about to wrap up I just want to if y'all can just keep this answer relatively short what suggestions would you give to a newly married couple starting out? You know, if you can give me about a, maybe a 20 second answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're debating which one was going to go. <laughs> so a newly married couple, I would say if, if you know the Lord, if you know Christ, keep mm-hmm. him at the center. 
And never stop getting to know your person. Yeah. Whoever you decided to walk down the aisle with or just sign the papers with, never stop getting to know them. Keep dating. Yeah, I would say uh, turn your couple into a trio, right? Mm. Turn your couple into a trio. So invite God into your marriage because in a marriage, you got to have a mediator. And so when you're in that conversation where you're not feeling so loving, <laughs> right? Right. You can always look to the Lord to mediate for you all. Have that conviction. Conviction is good. So then you won't start a war in your household. Got it. You actually bring peace to it. Okay. Well, we're about to wrap up, but I did let the audience know that there was going to be some really good news and some good information that was going to be coming up here about this particular podcast and what's going on and what's going to happen. So could y'all two uh, let the audience know what you two are planning to do? All right. So February the 12th, 2023, uh, me and my beautiful wife, Jessica Cotton, uh, is start, is we are starting our new podcast that we want you all to look out for okay so uh thank you andrew man for just letting us come on and announce that that is super cool i'm gonna turn it over to jessica and see if she got anything to add to it so we'll be addressing quite a few things yes. um one just um learning to live um in the love of christ in uh -huh. many different aspects of life where it's um, marriage, parenting, finances, um, and anything you can possibly think of. Um. We're going to be covering it. Yes, <laughs> it, it, it sounds like it. And then we're going to be, you know, just to add to that, because I don't want to just leave people, you know, like, oh, what are they going to be talking about then? We're going to, we want to, we want to, our basis is the word of God. Okay. And so now we, we're going to take scripture to help you live it out in your life every day. Uh, so you won't be wondering about what the Bible says about this, that, and the other. We want to show you how we have applied the scriptures to our life in order to help our marriage grow further than we could ever think. All right. Now, that's yeah. really good. That, that'd that be really – once they uh, come up with the title and now the, the logistics of everything, yes. we will mention it on the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. We'll Thank tell you. everyone what it's, what it's about, when it's going to launch, and all that good stuff. That will be a, uh, we will always mention it here on our particular podcast. And if they allow me, I can, I can come on as a guest if they you know want it, me brother. To. <laughs> but now, Marcus, I, I still, I have a bone to pick with you cool. because the bone I have to pick with you was when I first started my podcast, you were supposed to be my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and Sorry, you messed God, around man. and started up a, your own podcast uh, with your wife. But yeah. I'm going to tell you what. Uh-huh. I'm going to give you a little bit of a break because the only one person I would let <laughs> you do a podcast with, and that's with Jessica, your wife. So thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Don't beat him up. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still going to get him, brother. But yeah, he owes me. But <laughs> get you some coffee, brother. <laughs> so with all of that being said, uh, as you listen to the Cottons talk about marriage and. This, this subject matters is very important right now. So if you want to yeah. listen to their podcast, feel free. Once they get up and running, I want you to support them just like you support me. I'm pretty sure they're going to have a whole lot to say. I know they will be interviewing other married couples, which make it even more successful and more exciting. So just tune in and listen to them, and we'll give you all the details as it gets closer to that date that they mentioned, that February 12th. Mm -hmm. So with all that being said, we are out. <laughs>